This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Book Junto, episode 43. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit. I am fresh off of getting a third kidney put inside of my body. I, I can't believe you were capable of saying that, actually. I have, I still have a hard time believing that. Well, you know what the thing is? When it's true, all I do is tell the truth. I'm a truth teller. See, that's one of my powers. <laughs> wow, okay. And I am here with the man's voice that you hear uh, uh, actually remotely on the other line in his own homestead. Mm-hmm. Adam just gave me a t- kidney to save my life. <laughs> Tetris. That's, yep. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the that's, J name. We just is all about truth right now. That's what we're doing on this show right now. That is the J name. Just gave you a kidney. Uh, man, how are you feeling? Like, uh, like, like, like how, how do you how do we even feel? St- how do we start episode 43? I don't know how we start episode 43. I know we're a week late. We missed a week. This is the first time. I promise it's the only time. We're oh, ever going to miss you, a week. Do you, have a, do you have a Ulysses power to see the future? I got a Ulysses power. I'm telling you, I see the future. I'm not giving up any more of my kidneys. Okay. So All right, because if you give up another one, then I, I don't know if you're going to be able to make it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, this is it. This is the only one. Well, I feel like we had a pretty good excuse, but I yeah. don't know how we start this one. Yeah. Well, I think we're doing a good job. Oh, I'm tired already. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm just going to rest my head. So how you so I mean so look we for those of you that have been following the show mm-hmm. you know that October 11th was Shin, Shin Godzilla. Godzilla that's okay? right Shin Godzilla came out and also on October 11th Adam uh, jagged little scar Tetris's <laughs> kidney came out <laughs> that's correct but yeah. now I have a jagged little scar as well because mm-hmm. his kidney is now in me. Mm-hmm. We had a whole full-fledged, full-scale kidney transplant. Let me let me ask you this: like, let's let's just think grammatically. Okay. At what point in time can I no longer say my kidney is in you? As you know, realistically, I lent you that thing forever. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if lent is the proper terminology. That's what I mean. I'm like, that's that's a permanent loner. Yeah. So it's like, at what point in time can I no longer say my kidney? In your body, because I'm for real. You, it's yours now. I got the juice now. I mean, yeah. basically, what you're trying to say. You got the keys. Yeah, yeah. I got. <laughs> oh man, not too much laughter though, because you know, <laughs> actually, legitimately, like, don't because it don't cause make a problem. Do not make me laugh. Yeah, man, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, uh, uh, I guess at the end of the day, that's not really something I think about. I'm not thinking about, you know, is it mine? Is it his? I mean, it's really more about what, what what the actual act was, which was a gift of life. You know what I mean? Like, um, ownership 
at the end of the day, I think it's more about intention than it is like who. You know, well, so whose is it now, guys? Like do you, you know, like that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm more no, I'm just thinking. thinking like, I remember, I remember when I was in school, if somebody would like steal your tasty cakes, mm. un- open them jaws up and lick one, oh, and it'd what? be like, wait, okay, wait a minute, yep, yep. Hold on, oh, wait, 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 th- back up. This so is fisticuffs. <laughs> fisticuffs. I'm assuming is what. Let me uh, tell you. Afterwards. Let me tell you where I went to school. I went to school, School of Hard Knocks. Okay, it was in uh, Schwanksville, Pennsylvania. And, okay, take me there. And if at lunchtime you, if you have a more delectable dessert than the person sitting by your side, mm-hmm. you are prone to attack. This it's this is it's a, a territorial kind of environment in wow. in school. Okay. Middle school, probably. Let's say we haven't learned our manners. No discipline at play here. We're, we're okay. wild animals. Okay. Somebody sees I've got tasty cakes, and they want them. Let's say the peanut butter joints. You know, the one with the chocolate and the peanut butter. Okay. Person takes it, opens that thing up, and he licks it. So before I can say, hey, that's mine, no. What kind this, of This dude licked it. It's mine it's his now. So the what I'm saying is, no, no, it ain't his now. No, well, I'm not taking it back. That's that's my point. Like what he has done is, it's out of his, whereas nobody's. Because I'm not taking that back. You licked it. I don't want it. So what I'm saying is, as soon as the lick, as soon as that tongue contact takes place, not mine. And what happened with this kidney thing is that's that's kind of like tongue contact. That's like extreme abdomen guts contact. Oh, as so su- instead of tongue contact, we're talking about gut contact. Yeah, you, you, you. As soon as gut contact happened, that's not mine no more. I'm like, right. okay, it's cool, it's yours. Okay, I don't, I don't want that. Okay, okay, that's your logic, and you know what? I'm gonna let you walk in that. You know what I mean? And that, that, that. Okay, I accept it. I receive your, uh, your kidney, and I appreciate it. Let me go ahead and take a nap right now. All right. So, talk. How you, how are you feeling, man? You know what I mean? Like, what's, what's going on on your side? Um, I'm feeling good. Every day is a little bit different. Every day is kind of like a, a new level in a video game, except mm, every level is it. like, it's like every level is like an, a different <clears throat> discomfort, but I'm doing okay. And, uh, it's kind of crazy to me to think of the progress from one week ago. And now, I mean, yes. like you remember you, Tuesday, Shin Godzilla day. Right. We remember, but they don't remember. Okay. All right. So look, let's talk about what we're going to do right now. Yeah. We're going to do our Shin Godzilla recap for <laughs> our talk back segment. Okay. This, this is kind of like, we're a, not going to do it now. now. We're going to yeah. do news. Yeah. And during the talk back segment, we're going to do our Shin Godzilla recap. Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, or should we do a one shot on Shin Godzilla? Anyway, I don't know. So if we, we do, do a Shin one Godzilla, shot on Shin Godzilla, the kidney thing, we do a one shot on a two shot on Godzilla, the real Godzilla. I don't know, man. I'm all tripped up. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna do do it during talkback segment. So that's right. Let's get into the news. Yes. Let's talk about what's going on in the world. Let's pretend everything that, is normal. Right. right. And then you know we'll go from there. Okay. That sounds good. All right. So we just decided everybody collectively ready break. All right. So first piece of news. Have you seen the movie ET? Yeah, of course I've seen the movie E.T. Come on. Right. Yeah, I'm just making sure. I mean, of yes. course. Yeah, like, that's just an icebreaker. I have seen the movie E.T. It's a great movie. Yeah. So, iconic poster, you know, finger of the of the alien touching the finger of the kid, all yes. that kind of stuff, right? So, yes. that poster, like the original painting, mm-hmm. sold for a lot of dough. 
What do you mean? Like, how much is a lot of dough? Let's almost mit- almost four hundred thousand dollars, three hundred ninety four thousand nope. dollars nope. to nope. be exact. No, that's what no. happened. That's what happened from who? Who bought that? Uh, okay, so it says the buyer wishes to be, remain nameless. Okay. Okay. <laughs> understandable. Ow, ow. But, he, <laughs> but he, but he bought it, um, and it's the acrylic, like the original painting. Okay. So not the movie poster, but the original painting that, you know, they copied over and over and made the poster from. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, so the look, original painting, I can see it's a little bit different now because we're talking the original artwork. That's but right. still. $400,000. We've talked about this before. I'd rather have a bat pod or the Batmobile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I'm at least I'm rolling around town on that. Right. I'm not carrying around this painting with me. You know, I don't know, man. Well, you got to think if you got 400 k for the original E.T. P- painting, that's probably a drop in the bucket for you. You have to be a super fan as well. Uh, otherwise, I have no idea or why you, you be would super spend rich that and just got extra money. And just like, you know what? I want that drawing hanging in my, my closet because I'm just not, I'm nice like that. Does the original painting have the words like a Steven Spielberg film painted on it? I would assume not. I would hope not. Yeah, I would hope not. Yeah. Oh, so no, that's, that's that. different. Okay. All right. That's different. Hey, how about a um, more recent movie? Maybe something um, more timely. Well, today was a big day. Like today is um, October nineteenth. It's uh, New Comic Book Day. Happy Brown Bag Day. Happy Brown Bag Day to you, Adam. And we 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 received two gifts. We received a, a teaser trailer right before we started recording. Right for, before for Logan, the new Wolverine movie. Yep. And for Guardians Volume Two. Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. Yes. Did, did you watch each of those? I watched what? both of those. Yeah, because each of them is like a minute and a half. No, actually, yes. the, the Logan one, the Logan one is like 16 seconds. Yes. <laughs> There's not a whole lot that goes on in the Logan joint. He's basically standing in a field, far off, and with the deep, raspy, Hugh Jackman, Logan voice, nature made me a freak. Man made me a weapon. God made me last too long. Yeah. And that, that's all we got. And it says that we're getting a trailer tomorrow. So we get the full, I'm assuming we're going to get the full-fledged, rated R, bloody, uh, gory trailer tomorrow. Here's the thing, though. That trailer's been in all black and white. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. The teaser was in all black and white. And so far, all all these these images that we keep seeing from the the movie, all black and white. So I I wonder, would they do that? That's ballsy. Would they kind of like Sin City it up? Like just kind of only make certain things color? I would be super into that if they did that. Because I want to see... You know, style departure from everything else. I want to see things be really different. I think that would be pretty dope. I'm, I'm still excited to see the new Mad Max Fury Road in all black and white. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. You know, I think it looks really interesting, and I would not mind a new comic book movie that looks very different from everything else. Well, and after all, last- that's what that's what the director of this this movie, the new uh, Wolverine movie, that's what he says he's doing. This is the last hurrah for Hugh Jackman as Logan, so hopefully they're going to come out swinging, doing something big. So we'll see. Uh, all right, how Gar- about the teaser for Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2? Fun. You know, it was fun. We got some good little moments in there. I mean, a lot of the same kind of stuff, the same kind of comedy. Um, got to see Baby Groot and Rocket. Got re- reintroduced to all the characters. You know, it was cool. 
Um, I'm trying to determine if that's my trailer or not, though. Yeah, I, I can understand that. One of the things that... I don't know if it bugs me, but I have questions about is they use the same song in this teaser as the really well-known trailer right. for the first one. And I was curious about that. Like the, the song is a little bit different, just different enough to say, hey, this is the thing that you know and love, except some new stuff is going on. But I don't know. It just didn't feel new to me. Does that seem right? Like, obviously, this is new footage, new movie. But the, we didn't really, I feel like I didn't really see anything. I just saw beats. Yeah. I just got a kind of general feeling. And the thing about it is it's the same feeling that I had from the last movie. So yes. it wasn't like I really felt like I saw anything new. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I saw I know exactly what you mean. a continuation yeah. of the movie or like deleted scenes almost. So that kind of makes me go, ah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to officially consider this my trailer. You, you got to weigh I mean? that one with the blackout congregation. What, see what everybody says. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, write in. Let me know what you think. You There's know? one thing that I think is interesting that I, I want to bring up, and it's the, the the font color they use for the text. It's purple. Uh-huh. It's purple, and it's got me thinking. Is that because Thanos? Is it huh. purple because Thanos? Because the, the, the font color for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie title, it's just kind of iconic, that like yellow. Um, they didn't use that this time. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking a little too much into it, but it was pretty bright purple, and I'm thinking maybe this is a Thanos thing. Could be. Could, Could be. be. Could be. We but I'm excited, see. and it, apparently that means that we're getting the trailer pretty soon. Hopefully. I mean, it, this is the thing. This is the way things go now. We get a trailer for the trailer, and then we get the trailer for the movie. We got to make a trailer for Comic Book June. We need a, a teaser. A teaser for trailer, a trailer. For episode. Yeah, a teaser, and then a trailer, and then the episode. We got to do that. We'll get there. You know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> let's heal up from this transplant first. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, let's get to the point where we can uh, stand up straight without uh, feeling like old men. Yes. And then, you know, we'll be able to, like, Expand, yes. Uh, what's going on with CBJ? Yes, I'm with you. All right, I'm so back you. back in a couple episodes ago, we were talking about the live action Mulan movie mm-hmm. that's supposed to be coming, and there was all of this, you know, conversation about is it going to be whitewashed because of the things that we've seen before with Ghost in the Shell and um, the Great Wall and all that kind of stuff. So first thing is, there's been conversation that says, look, bottom line. Um, the like Mulan is and always will have a lead character, lead uh, character in the primarily roles being Asian that's or right. Chinese, specifically so that's Chinese. Yes. So that's good news. That's good to hear. We're all kind of happy to hear that kind of as like a foundation foundational thing. Because, I'm waiting on Matt Damon. Like I know he's just he's sneaking around that corner. I'm waiting. So basically, on you, what you're going to say, what you're saying is. The lead characters in the story and all the primary roles, including the love interest, will be Chinese. But Matt Damon will be in this movie. <laughs> One way or another, we will ow, find a way ow, to get ow. Matt Damon yes. in this movie. Yes. I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for the other, the other shoe to drop. But so right. far, it's not happening. And I'm impressed that Sony is <clears> saying, <throat> uh, Sony and Disney is saying that they are committed to Chinese cast. Yes. That's, that's a, a big good deal. thing. That is, that so, is a very big deal. So it's kind of like, okay, now that that's handled, now it's like, uh, okay, 
now tell me about this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do I have to look forward to? That's right. Found out something that's actually pretty big. Hmm. All of you Game of Thrones fans out there, mm-hmm. the live action Mulan is going to be helmed and directed by the same director of Game of Thrones. Alex Graves. Yeah. Now, I can't say that I've spent a lot of time with Game of Thrones. I'm like halfway through season one, haven't really gone back to it. That still drives me crazy. I just, I don't understand that, how, how you haven't gotten into it yet. I say, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out here watching Luke Cage. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. You know, I, I know. I'm out, I know. You it's, know it's, I'm out it, here. It's good. It's worthy. Hey, if you ever get a time where you're laid up for a little while, you should, okay. you should investigate that. Okay, I'll look at my schedule, and I'm going to see uh, kind of like what I have coming up. Uh-huh. Because um, I might, you know, actually, no, I think about it. I might have like about a good you know, five weeks or so where I'm oh. free. Wow, you, you would be able to get through probably the first season with that. Especially since I'm like, you know, more than halfway through it. Something mm-hmm. to consider. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at my schedule. I'm going to see what I got coming up. And yeah. uh, you know what? Remind me about that after the I'll, show. I'm setting a calendar reminder right now. Okay. Yeah. Send that to me over to me and uh, we'll see what oh, we can cool. do. Yeah. Okay. That's it. You got that. But I've, but I've seen enough of Game of Thrones to know, whoa, this is a good look. It's epic. It means it's got to be epic. I mean, like, it, 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 this, this means a couple of things to me. The first thing I think is it means that it is it's going to have big battle scenes. That's my first uh, thought process. Like, the mythology. There is, I mean, let's not forget, in the animated Mulan, there is a dragon. And that dragon is Eddie Murphy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just not forget that for a second. Okay, let's just get right down to the facts. Are there dragons in Game of Thrones? Yes, there are three of them. Are okay. any of those three dragons Eddie Murphy? No. Yes. They, is, no, is that no. a problem? Okay, it. Yes, it is. I'm saying okay. more... Game of Thrones would be better if we had more Eddie Murphy. This is what I'm saying right now. Okay. All right. Are there a lot of black people in the Game of Thrones world? Yes. Yes, there There are. are. And all the black people are dragons. Got it. Okay. Understand. (laughs) Oh, dude. Come on, man. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Audience, if you you haven't Uh, caught on yet, if I say out, it's probably because I'm laughing and laughing doesn't feel good. Okay. Laughing doesn't feel good. Coughing doesn't feel good. Clearing your throat doesn't feel good. Nothing Bracing, feels good. doing anything with your core, which is <laughs> literally everything. Yes. Hurts. That is true. So there's that. Um, I'm about this. Alex Graves directing the, the live action Mulan. That sounds awesome. And the fact that they're going with a mostly or all Chinese cast. That sounds awesome. Good on everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, on to some mm-hmm. more uh, Marvel news here. We got a few working titles that we heard about recently. Ooh, hopefully something better than Punisher Crime. Okay, so um, Black Panther, right? We all yes. know that that's coming out. Um, I believe that the filming of that is slated to start January 2017. Very mm-hmm. excited about that. Can't wait for that movie to come out. Working title for Black Panther is, as from what, what I'm understanding, Motherland. Which... Hmm makes sense what do you think going back to the motherland wakanda t'challa black panther okay working title doesn't mean that's necessarily we're going to see black panther wakanda i mean black panther motherland that's but true i'm not mad i'm not that mad that is true 
Yeah, people you know, are, listen, black people always talk about going back to the motherland. <laughs> they don't so, mean Wakanda usually, but well, you know, now they might because everybody want to be from Wakanda. Everybody black want to be from Wakanda now. They want to be a descendant of Wakanda. <laughs> I, I, I got I Wakanda. Feel, people used to say, "Oh man, you got good hair. You must have Indian in your family." Now it's like, man, I got I got Wakandan blood in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a little. What's your ethnicity? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm a little Wakandan. I got a little Wakanda. Wakanda's not a real place, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, my bad. Define real is what I'm okay, saying. Okay, true. Right. You got a good point. I'm, I'm optimistic about this working. I know it's just a working title, so it's tentative. It may not stay, but I'm optimistic about it because it, it means to me that Wakanda, the place, is important in the movie. And that's exciting, you know? It's not just like Black Panther going to be doing his thing wherever no he's he's going to be in wakanda we get to experience wakanda and that it seems like they're they're putting a a, a primary focus on the place and that's exciting to me that's very exciting to me yes i'm about exciting very exciting indeed and i mean i'm excited to see wakanda same to see i I mean like you got to think as a okay as a black man as a black person a lot of times when you see pictures of Africa presented to you in media, what they look like for just $2, oh, you no. can save this child. And you see this baby belly distended flies on their eyeball. You yes. know what I mean? Ratty dogs running around like, or you see what, or you see Africa or like the messages kind of like, you know, Zulu or, you know, Kente cloth. And you know what I mean? Like it's like a lot of the media presentation of what an uh, African, someone who's from Africa, it's not something that's lifted up highly. Now, I've never been to Africa. Uh You know what I mean? I've never been to Africa, so I can't say like I know what it's like. Mm -hmm. But the idea from what we know is Wakanda, the richest. True. Wakanda, the smartest. Wakanda, the most advanced. True. Wakanda, Africa. It's like, what? What? What does that even look like? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I have, I have, I'm excited about that. Because when you that. think Africa, you don't think richest, most advanced, smartest. So when you think richest, most advanced, smartest, you think like Apple. You think like Facebook. You know what I'm saying? And you think about what those areas look like. And, you know, when you see photos and videos and like tours, you, you, you think in your mind, what does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And, wh- and, and what we're going to end up seeing is we're, we're going to see something that I think is maybe difficult to, for a lot of people to imagine, which is an incredibly prosperous people, super advanced technology inside of a lush, dense jungle. And that's like one of the exciting things about Wakanda, which is that in so many ways, for whatever reason, defies expectations. That's, that's very exciting right. to me. Right, right. And even if you look at Black Panther, the, what, what he did in, you know, Civil War, he defied expectations. This dude popped up and you're like, whoa, what? everybody was like, who in the world is the dude in the cat suit? Like, what is what's happening? You know what I mean? He's always seemed to be like had a leg up on everybody and then nobody really could put their finger on him and figure him out. You know, and this is a black right. guy from Africa. You know, this is just not what media presents to us as, you know, African royalty. So Black Panther. Motherland, 
like as a black man, seeing the possibility of motherland being represented as something that could blow my mind. Cause you think Tony Stark and we've seen Stark tech and we've seen Avengers tower and da, 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 da. There's a place in a Wakanda that blows that out of the water. That's right. What? Yeah. Like, I mean, if we're going with Canon, Wakanda blows Stark tech and Avengers tower out of the water. Yeah, so we'll I, I, I was really excited at the very end of Civil War when we just got a peak of a statue in Wakanda. Yes, and yes. we're we're going in deep, and I I can't wait. It, it it you said it. I think on our last episode, it's one of those movies where I almost want to forget that it's coming out. Otherwise, I'm just going to be sitting thinking, "Geez, like when yeah, yeah, yeah. is it going to come 2018, out?" 2018, right? That's a it long is time. one of those films for sure. Um, that's right. not the only uh, working title that we have from Marvel, by the way. We got a working title for the Netflix series, The Defenders, you know, the group where we get to see Matt Murdock and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Danny Rand and everybody get that pushed together as a, as a team. The working title for The Defenders on Netflix is Group Therapy. Interesting. How about that? I mean, I, that, I, what, I think, what do you get from that? I, what I'm getting is the motif of this series is going to be a team that needs to work together because they can help each other in more ways than one. Like, this is a group of people who have got some hard times. They're all experiencing their own brand of trauma. And they need each other because they can work better together and fight crime and, you know, do whatever it is that they have to do as superheroes. But... To probably make each other better people, better teammates, better superheroes individually. I'm about it. I think it seems to me that the working titles just kind of point at the theme, the thematic style. Yeah, it's giving you a guidance. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So who like knows Punisher if that crime. actually means anything in terms of what, yeah, like Punisher Crime. Well, that's the thing. Like for Punisher Crime, I can't help myself but think there must be something more interesting then crime the group therapy i think has nuance i can think about that what does that mean right it it seems like a bunch of people who need to work together probably aren't going to excel at working together at first yes but eventually through you know transparency and through strife and trouble trouble really start to add value to each other and be able to relate to one another and help one another and be able to come together as a family and grow collectively and work through their own work through their hurt and their issues together in a gr- kind of a group setting. You know what you I mean? You could probably t- call, you could probably call guardians of the galaxy group therapy when you, when you say it like that, you know, huh. in so many ways, that's kind of what happens with their team. That whole squad is so dysfunctional, but then they help each other out. But, I mean, frankly, you could do that for a lot of movies where it's a ragtag group of people that you don't expect to have in one team. And then they all help each other out. But um, I like it. It seems like it points toward a, a style that I think will be fun in Defenders. I'm excited for Defenders because I'm excited to see all these people interact with each other. You know, Luke Cage and Matt Murdock yes. and all that. <clears throat> Absolutely. That's a good yeah. thing. One other next thing we got your favorite show, The Walking Dead. Oh, I feel like The Walking Dead. Oh, my geez. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm with you. <laughs> but you're up, you, you don't understand how I don't watch Game of Thrones. Correct. I don't understand how you don't watch The Walking Dead. 
<laughs> and you, you know, truthfully, I, I say I don't watch The Walking Dead because I think it's like too violent and gory, and Game of Thrones is probably worse. To be honest, <laughs> I'm just a hypocrite. I have no idea. That's no all right, dude. grace for you. <laughs> Thank good. you. Thank you, Rick Grimes. Thank you for your five stars and thank you for the five stars comment. and positive comment. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so The Walking Dead is re- renewed for an eighth season, and season seven hasn't even started yet. I don't understand how television works. My dude. Basically, they feel confident enough that they're like, you know what? Go ahead and keep the party going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, see, season seven is set to kick off October 23rd, which is this coming Sunday. Ooh, so That's this weekend. Okay. Know. And that's when yeah, we so, finally find out blank, 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 no. Negan, blank. Exactly. No okay. spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. All right. right. But y'all who watching know what we're talking about. So, do you think so, do you think season eight will catch up? Are we getting close to catching up with the comics? Where are we? Uh, we are. Or have right we diverged around, completely from the comic books? There were we even like I, I mean I would say as someone who's currently up to date with The Walking Dead, they're right around. I, I'm trying to figure out spoilers for The Walking Dead. Spoilers for The Walking Dead. Spoilers for The Walking Dead. Comic book readers, mm-hmm. we're we're right at issue 100. Ooh. Ooh. Regardless of how we're weaving in and out and in and out, we're about to have an issue 100 moment. I you have read saying? issue 100, so I'm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So now where we go from there, I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's word on the street that there's possibly some whisper, um, uh, some like some like whisperer stuff coming right. down the pipe, possibly. And those are the um, dudes who blank, 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 blank zombies. Right. Okay. So, you know, spoilers. Word. Okay. Yeah. So that's Season that. eight. Look for that in 2018. 17. <laughs> 2017. Dang. That's a lot of walking dead. Yeah. So, did you hear about Trebek? Yeah. Look, I heard some people are not so happy with Alex Trebek. Um, evidently. T- tell me about this. On a recent installment of Jeopardy. Everybody loves Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. On a recent installment of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek is doing what he normally does and he's getting to know some of his contestants and there is a a woman on the show who is competing and uh, she mentions that she likes Nerdcore. Her name is Susan Cole and she says she listens to Nerdcore or like you know, geeky rap. I don't know if you ever listen to Nerdcore. Have don't, you? Listen, don't listen to Nerdcore. Yeah, I can't say that I have really, but I am familiar yeah, I'm not, with I'm, it. I'm not, I'm not a person who's like, yeah, I, I don't know not one Nerdcore artist, mm-hmm. um, so I don't have an opinion on it at all. Fair enough. I know we have one here in Philadelphia. We got Mega Ran, which is dope. Um, Wait, Mega Ram? Mega Ran, R-A-N-N. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mega Ran, I know MC Chris. I mean, like, I'm, I'm familiar with a couple of these cats. I just, I, I don't normally listen to these guys, but I know that there is definitely a culture and a community of people who really dig this. And Susan Cole on the show, she says she listens to Nerdcore. And Alex Trebek says something along the lines of, so these guys are losers. Like, they're describing Oof. the people who make Nerdcore. Oof. And I think collective, like, I think it's that kind of thing where your your dad says something out of hand, out of turn, not meaning to be cruel per se, but just kind of discarding. Oh, 
millennial pop culture. Oh, young people. Oh, this, you know? But it's like, ah, dog, why? Why did you say that? And, of course, right. now that we are in the age of, of Twitter and Facebook and being able to respond online at any point in time and talk to one another, folks on the Internet are not happy. The yeah. nerdcore community is not yeah. happy, yeah. saying, Alex Trebek, you have a nerdy show. We are nerds. We watch it. What are you right. doing? Well, actually, you know what? That's an amazing point because I didn't even put those things together. Yeah, think so, about that. Like, Je- who watches Jeopardy? Geeks. We. Yeah. That's us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why would you alienate? Because we, we, you said something that was interesting. Hmm. You said the whole dad thing. It's like a dad saying something, you know, and blah blah blah. Well, here's the issue with old people. Old white people, oh, old, man. old old white men specifically. Parents just don't understand. You know, they can say things that to them, culturally and in their mind, and I guess in uh, one thing that I've recognized <clears throat> from actually having some real conversations with some more seasoned people mm. is there's a real disconnect. There's a real genuine disconnect yeah. between tw- being a millennial in 2016. 2030 something in 2016 and being 2030 something 2030 years ago. Yes. There's a big difference and they have a very hard time understanding that things are not exactly the same as they were in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Of course. They they really don't get it. So a lot of their maturing and growth and development happened when the world was different. So they and they haven't grown and developed with them because I think a lot of the more seasoned veterans have a hard time understanding that the youth are the dominating culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they kind of feel like, well, I've been here so long, I ain't about to change. I ain't, y- y'all gonna come listen to me because I got the wisdom. So they'll uh, say some they'll say some flippant things because they're still in that same mindset from 20, 30 years ago, and they haven't invested in the current time to go, wait, am I on point with this? It's one is of the reasons okay? why I think I think this this election year and, and politics in general is so frustrating. We have politicians, I'll use Hillary Clinton as an example, who put a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of money into, well, frankly, advertising and campaigning toward millennials and young people. And then the fact that most of the political sphere and the White House and our government is controlled by old white folks. Yes. So it's like, what is our role here? Who's, how are these cultures supposed to be merging into one another and integrating if y'all are just going to say <laughs> nerd chorus is losers and then run right. the country and then ask us to do stuff for you and with you right you know right. it's like right. eh, um, it's it causes a lot of strife for me yeah and i guess what with trebek saying that what that really does is that communicates ooh, oh head oh head Yo, you're disconnected, bro. You don't understand the value of the people you just called losers. Yeah. And you're so disconnected, you honestly think you just made a funny. I yeah. can tell you do. You you think you just cracked a joke. That's right. And you think everybody's going to go, ah, ha, 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 granddad, you're so funny. That's but right. everybody around the world just went, did he just disrespect all of us? Yeah. Wait, hope. Wait a minute! Like, did you just call us all losers? Like, 
and he does and I bet Trebek's somebody like who somebody who's his publicist or whatever is like okay Trebek now let me explain this to you and he's probably really sitting back there scratching his head like and wait and they would I offended them well wait aren't they losers I thought they were losers right hey Tommy talking to a guy his age those guys were losers back in our day right like yeah. I can see that conversation going wait I thought I said the truth you know what I mean? But being like, nah, of course, we don't know if this conversation happened. I'm speculating. But I'm just talking about, I'm, I'm kind of inferring here based off of what he did. It was like, man, you, I, I wouldn't disrespect probably a large portion of my audience. Meanwhile, um, we, uh, we have, um, uh, uh, I think, in maybe an unlikely representative of nerdcore enthusiasm uh, in a professional wrestler, WWE superstar Xavier Woods, who is actually in the team The New Day. I don't know if you're familiar with The New Day. I am. I am. Yeah. So The New Day, it's it's a group of it's three black men, right? Is it three or are there yes. more? I um, believe three. The New I Day is amazing. The New Day, like these guys, just they bring a smile to my face. They're so wacky and so like overtly optimistic and fun loving and goofy. And these guys are a, a ton of fun to watch in the ring and outside of it. And they're geeks. Like, these dudes are geeks, super geeks. And they, uh, they're responding to uh, Trebek. Xavier Woods responded to Alex Trebek and said, Look, for real, you're one of the greatest game show hosts of all time. You've been running Jeopardy for years, and you've been killing it. We love you for it. But the other day you said, those who listen to nerd rap are losers. Losers? Sir, I listen to nerd rap, and I am currently one-third of the WWE World Tag Team Champions. Far from loser. Far from loser. We are not losers, sir. We are a community and culture of people who love what we do and are unashamed of it. So we love you, man. You're the best. But just fix that one thing, and you'll be cool with us again. It's all good. Go Trebek, but fix that. Nerd rap is the best. That I respect that. That is... I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I can't yeah. have said it better yeah. myself. And that yeah. is uh, this this man, Xavier Woods, saying, hey, look, there's grace for you, but come on, straighten out. We, we ain't going for that. And what I love about that is, like, there was a time period, I, I would think, where people would go, that's Trebek. You know, he's a, he's a vet. Yeah. He's, he's been around forever. He's da 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 But he's like, yeah, whatever, Trebek. Uh, check this out, though. Um, we, it ain't going down here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't going to be disrespecting us. Like, I, yeah. I'll give you the respect that you deserve because you are Alex Trebek. But at the same time, you're not going to disrespect us. Like, yes. Don't. Just, and I, I love that that's happening. There's a, and he did it with respect. And yes, that was so dope. He honored his elders, mm -hmm. but he also, like, rebuked him. He didn't rebuke him sharply, but he approached him in love. Kind of like, hey, yeah, much much respect mm -hmm. however comma yes yeah. let's let's you know what i mean let's not do that much love thank you for all you do but you know oh head like don't do that because well, we, we ain't going down here well well done golf clap to uh xavier woods seriously that was that was well said and i'm i'm, I'm glad that was said like you like you mentioned uh-huh all right so last news story this one is an interesting one. Uh, yeah, this happened uh, while you and I were recovering immediately. This is this is immediately after Shin Godzilla. Yeah, and I say interesting because uh, 
I'm pissed off. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. Do you want you want to explain what happened, or should I explain what happened? I'd love if you would walk me through this one because this was news to me. Okay. Um, so basically, what's going on? Okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna literally read the article. Um, so in a bizarre and or disturbing story that came um, through. Hold on one second here. Let me see what I got. Um, this is coming through from comicbook.com, by the way. Yeah, this is coming from comicbook.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, a passenger identified as freelance esports journalist Amanda Stevens was boarding a United flight headed for Chicago when she was confronted by a United, a United attendant who felt her shirt was an issue because it displayed an American flag upside down. Stevens allegedly complied, turning the shirt inside out. But the problem continued aboard the flight when Stevens was approached by a flight attendant and was allegedly told that her hat, a throwback design of a classic black of classic black, black Panther, was making the pilot, quote, uncomfortable. I don't understand. This led to a, a heated exchange with the attendant, which led to Stevens being asked to deboard the flight. Stevens deboarded as asked. And as uh, the latest update, which is 353 uh, Eastern Standard on 10, 12, 16, was left standing waiting for United personnel to rebook her flight with United employees allegedly refusing her acceptance, instead sequestered themselves in an employee-only area. Okay, so let's take the basics here. Uh, This woman is on a flight, and the people on the flight say, we have a problem with your T-shirt. And the T-shirt is an ASAP Rocky T-shirt. Which is an upside-down flag. That's right. And then they say, we have a problem with your hat. And the hat... So step, step, step one, step one, I don't care what you think about my shirt. Agreed. Agreed. It's just a T-shirt. I, I do not care what you think about my shirt. I don't have to change my shirt. You don't have to like my shirt. There's no dress code here. I don't like your hair. I don't like your shoes. They're tacky. They're silly. You know, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Who are you talking? I, this this makes me so angry. Yeah, you get you get turned up. Like it seems like even as you're reading that, you have a hard time looking at it. I straight. do because it's just like I can't imagine someone walking up to me saying, "Your shirt is a problem." Mm-hmm. I'd go, "Who who got?" And I hope you figure that problem out. Mm-hmm. What got, I'm going to Chicago. I'm go, I got a flight to catch. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What do we what like you have no right to come up to me and tell me to take my shirt off or turn my shirt inside out. But even still, okay, this is not about my t-shirt. I'm trying to get where I'm trying to go. The fact that you even have to do that is a problem. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like the, the fact that you even have to acquiesce underneath that mess, that nonsense, that oppression is a problem. But okay, I'll do it. Yeah. So that's, that's phase one. Phase two is the hat, which is a Black Panther hat. It says Black Panther on it, and it has T'Challa on the brim of the hat. So, so apparently, as this story points out, the pilot was uncomfortable due to the Black Panther hat. I don't care. And they say, we don't like your hat to, to get care. rid of the hat. So, so here's what's, here's what's likely going on, although this is not mentioned directly. There, it seems to me that someone on this United flight is interpreting a lot of this as being heavily anti-America. And let me point out, does not matter. 
Doesn't matter. You can Doesn't feel matter. any way you want. You don't have you to be a nationalist you feel. to be on a plane. But someone seems to be potentially fearful of the sentiment, maybe relating it to terrorism or saying, um, I'm uncomfortable or I, I feel like I'm, I feel unsafe because this person is mocking the United States and also potentially celebrating the Black Panther Party. Uh, they're like the uh, revolutionary party. It, so there's a lot of misinterpretation here. And also, none of this is acceptable from United at, at any point in time. You cannot look at how someone is dressed and infer who that person is and what they believe and then decide that they are a threat. It's called profiling. That does, none of this works. Is that not profiling, Adam? Oh, that is, that's, that's absolutely profiling. That's absolutely is that, profiling. Is, is that okay? No, none of this is okay. Uh, absolutely not okay. So for me, like the audacity for you to like, and I and I think the thing that upsets me the most is the audacity. You actually think that you can do this without blinking? Yeah. Um, I'm uncomfortable. I don't. I, and. Yeah. How does that see? This is what me? we talk about. This is what we talk about about cultural, like, like different cultures not being accepted your culture makes me uncomfortable change it no no yeah that's not that's, that's not how we do things that's not how we do things at all I mean, this is what it's like in a sense to be a minority oppressed group this is what it's like to live on a regular basis your hair is oh and so and so oh my gosh it's like yo don't touch me don't touch my hair don't ask me stupid questions like, I am a human being. The fact that I am different does not somehow make me like a guinea pig or a test experiment. Or I'm not something for you to choose to accept or not. I am. I am. Yeah. I matter. I have value. And that is not up for debate. And you don't have to sign off on that. I'm not waiting for your permission to be me. Yep. It's not like... Will, will you allow my presence? Because ultimately, obviously, you're the authority and you have the final say. And the fact when someone wa walks in this false authority makes me want to punch him in the face, man. And I, and I don't know how to. And I, I'm obviously fired up here. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. there's a right. I believe it's a righteous anger that does make me want to, like, you know, stand up and go. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I will get off this plane. I, I'm getting off. You know what I mean? And the fact that they had to do that is it really makes me upset for them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, and it's, it's, it seems and, to me, you know, it seems to me it really like, bothers me. Um, maybe this is a situation that escalated, and then at a certain point in time, it, it became very heated, and there was an argument, and then the thought was, okay, we we can't have you be on the flight because of this needs to be resolved while we are not in the air or something. It, either way. United was wrong from the jump. Like whoever, and I, I, I don't want to say United to represent the whole company. I want to pinpoint the specific people who made this a problem. The specific people, whoever they are, the pilot or the attendants, whomever those people are, they were wrong to do this. You cannot single out someone for how they dress, misinterpret, and then infer whatever you choose based on someone's apparel. You, you cannot do that. And then for it to escalate is only natural. What is your expectation? After you tell someone they need to change their shirt, take their hat off, none of this stuff is offensive. I mean, maybe 
these folks just really just don't like ASAP mob. I don't and know. even if you are offended, <laughs> even if you are offended, you don't have a right to take action in some sort of, ha- you don't, you don't have some sort of authority over me. Yeah. Because you are offended because people are oppressed and offended every day. That does not give them any kind of authority. This is that, the, the thing that's really upsetting is this presumed authority. Yeah. Like, I'm allowing your culture. I'm allowing your preferences. And at any given moment, I can decide to discard them because I no longer choose to tolerate them. Your hat makes me uncomfortable. My comfort is a priority over yours. So remove it. I've allowed you to have that long enough. I choose not to allow you to have it anymore. Thank yeah. you very much. Like, what? What? I would love Man. an update on this story. I would love to find out if there was some resolution or what, how, how was Amanda compensated? Amanda Stevens being the, the passenger who, who had to deal with this it, to, to be profiled against him and kicked off of a flight for absolutely no reason. I, I, I don't want to believe that things like this can just happen because, yo, that could be me. I like ASAP Rocky. I like Black Panther, but I bet you if I was wearing either of those things, nobody would give me what for. I bet mm. that wouldn't happen to me. But I mean, that could it could why be you. Adam? It could happen to you. Why do you think that is? Uh, why? Because yeah. I I got I have a very light colored skin. That's why. Because mm. I enjoy, well, I have a white kid. I have a white kidney. Do you think I could <laughs> have a white kidney in me? So? You can just let them know. Be any, like, hey, look, I white got, privilege. I have. Uh, do I, I don't get, know how do much. Do I get some of the white privilege with the white kidney? I believe so, or at least a little bit. I'm not sure. We got to test okay. that. Well, I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I don't think I want to test that out because I've been black for a long time. And I don't think that's going to work. So I'm just going to assume I'm going to go ahead and keep that part to myself. I'm going to just, I'm not going to tell people I'm mixed. You know what I mean? Because I don't think that's yeah. official. Well, that depends. You know, do you, have you been uh, kind of in the mood to listen to Sufjan Stevens or Bonnie Vare lately? Uh, no, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. okay. And I appreciate so you, you speaking language. You're I not, can understand. You're okay? not white yet. But maybe it's creeping in, you know. Maybe it's got to soak in. I don't think a so, bit. Adam. I don't think that's how. I don't think that's how uh, organ transplants work. <laughs> you know. The point is, is um, I have a strong feeling that I would not get my feathers ruffled if I wore this these these clothes. And another another piece of this story that is, yeah, I think important is Amanda Stevens is a member of the LGBTQ community. And prefers. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was unaware of that. Yeah, prefers female pronouns, and that might not be immediately apparent to someone who was talking to Amanda Stevens. And there are a couple of touch points in my mind, and I don't want to be cynical, Ak. I really don't. But in my mind, mm-hmm. there are a couple of touch points to say someone was hating on this particular person, didn't like this particular person, well, and came I, up with I, reasons I'm, I'm to get rid to of say them. it. I'm yeah. ready to say it. I, I just like, it makes me I, I don't think we're talking I don't think we're having a cynical conversation. Cynical? I mean, I think if the if if we're assuming that the story is true, then we know what it's hitting for based off what the story is. Of course. Somebody was picking on this person. Yeah. Period point blank in the discussion. That's bottom line. You know, like there's there's the bottom line. There's no dancing around that. You don't run up on nobody and do that to them. Yeah, and I'm telling you, man, like, if anybody comes up to you and tries to like take take rights away from you like that, it's it's infuriating. So yeah, yes, um, it is. It is a right. whole lot of wrong. So and hopefully Amanda Stevens has seen some kind of justice by now. Yeah. So that's our news for today. Mm-hmm. I have a suggestion. 
Okay, hit me. I don't want to cut short the Shin Godzilla conversation. Okay. I think that Shin Godzilla conversation deserves like a one shot. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, man. It has been one week and one day since Shin Godzilla, and there is a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. I got a video of us, by the way. Timory took a video of us the first time you and me FaceTimed after the surgery. So I got to send oh, really? that to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I told you uh, I told you that you were looking ashy. So maybe I got to <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> no, leave it in there. It's, it's, keep it real. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're not going to do talk back this week um, because every laugh, every cough hurts. Yes, that's true. Um, and we're not at full strength. So we're going to cut, talk back. We're not going to cut the Shin Godzilla conversation slash AKA uh, kidney transplant conversation short. We want to give you a full convo on that. That's right. So we want to kind of rest up and give you the full energy on that. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is we'll go into the books of the week, go into the pull list, and then we'll go ahead and shut it down for today. Okay. Yeah. We can do this. We can do this. All right. Um, I have have something that I, I have to point out to you. Today is Wednesday. Happy Brown Bag Day. Happy Brown Bag Day. I picked up one, two, three, four, five books, and three of them start with the word black. Okay? I got a very black pull list today. Okay, that's interesting. Let me walk you through this right now. I picked up Batman number nine. That's one of our books of the week. Uh I picked up Black Hammer number four. I picked up Black Panther number seven, and Black Widow number seven. And finally, I can't believe I'm saying this right now. Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, book wow. six. Wow. It's been a long time. Book it has. Six. But look, I'm saying that I have a very black pull list. Well, black in title. That's but correct. Not black in. In fact, in, uh, actually, only one of them, only one of these characters is actually black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, so different kinds of black. True, true, true. All right, so here's what I got. I got Invincible Iron Man. I mean, excuse me, Infamous Iron Man, which is the Rise of Doom, number one. Mm-hmm. Got the Dark Knight 3, the Master Race, number six. Um, I got Black Widow, number seven, but it's like the number one of the Marvel Now situation. That's um, right. Nightwing, number seven. I'm picking up Sam Wilson, Captain America, because um, yeah, it's actually number 14, but this is, the, this is the number one, kind of like a reboot of the, um, of the uh, new arc. Mm-hmm. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Yes. Issue number yeah. one. That's a weird No clue book. what that's about, but the guys at the shop said, said that it might be a weird, kind of off-the-beaten-path thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I got uh, Trinity, number two. Oh, Trinity also, books of the week. is beautiful. Um, Batman number nine and Black Panther number seven. That's right. Yeah, Batman and Black Panther. Uh, where to begin, man? Where to, where to, where to let's begin? Go, let's go. Let's go with Batman. You want to lead us down, Batman? Okay, Batman. Uh, we're getting into the books of the week, and at this point in time, we are going to tear through Batman number nine. Um, we're going to get analytical. We're going to get into spoiler territory. If you have not read it, we recommend that you pick it up and read it. So you can join this conversation with us. Um, If you have not read it, you might want to skip over this part because we're getting into spoilers right now. So three, two, one. It's your fault. Spoilers. 
That's right. Okay, Batman number nine means we're starting a new arc. We just ended A Night of the Monster Man, which I have to admit to you, Octavius A. Newman, I did not follow very closely. Neither um, did I. I was kind of like, what is this about? I don't know. It, after the right first now, issue was really sort of missing my mark of I quality. I kind of fell off. Yeah. Yeah. So we are starting part one of a new arc from Tom King, I Am Suicide. Uh, first thing I want to point out, Tom King is back as the primary writer. He's not sharing like he was during the Night of the Monster Man. Uh, and then the second thing, Mikhail Janin is the artist on this book. He's doing pencils and inks. Incredible. Really, really yes. good. The artwork yes, in this very book. very dark too. Yes, very dark. And uh, I picked up the issue that has Bane on the cover because it was really dark looking and pretty awesome. And uh, if we're back to Tom King's kind of literary tricks, which work for me. The, the certain repetition of wording and the style of panels set up. It's, it's very Tom King. I've gotten used to this, this level of quality from him. It's almost like, it's almost yes. like poetry, you know, it's a little poetic. Um, and we start with four really tall panels of a little kid living under what looks like a sewer grate, basically, in a prison. It's a little savage kid right. uh, who is going through different times of his life. I was four again. I was 10 again. I was 14 again. I was 21 again. And in not too long of a time, we find out that the person who is talking to us is, in fact, Bane. So Bane is back. And sitting on top of a giant pile of skulls. Um, Bane is huge, by the way. This dude is gigantic, but naked and talking to psycho pirate who seems a little unnerved to be talking to Bane. Um, obviously. And and what we're seeing here is that Bane is telling the story of like his birth upbringing growth, which first of all is a terrible, terrible story. Horrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He said he, what he was like, what he said, I was 20, what was the, the oldest age? I think he was uh, 21. I was 21? 21 yeah. years old? Why would you, like, why would somebody do that to somebody? 21 that's the, that's years old. That's literally what I was thinking. Living imprisonment and uh, at all times, like, uh, barely, or for the most part, underwater, being bitten by bugs and crabs, and uh, I mean, just like living hell. And he endured that for 21 years. Um, that just seems impossible. Yep. But it gives you an idea of, of the sort of hell that Bane has gone through to bring him to where he is now and um, the, the, maybe where his brain is, his psyche. And this is, this is really significant. This dude is not wearing a mask. Bane is not wearing the tubes. He, is, he says to Psycho Pirate, he is off venom. So that green stuff that he's right. ingesting at right. all times to keep him in control, he's off of it. He's, he's going organic. He's going green and not yeah, like toxic yeah, yeah. green. Gluten free. He's going. He's going gluten free. And apparently, the reason Psycho Pirate is there is to keep his mind at ease. Like Psycho Pirate is able to use his abilities to calm Bane's brain down uh, and make it so he's able to function. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, he talks about how he can stop, and he tells Psycho Pirate to tell him that he's happy and that he is brave. And Psycho Pirate obliges. So that's right. happening. So what it seems like is 
what it seems like is the same way Psycho Pirate affected Gotham and Gotham Girls, same way Psycho Pirate, you know, affects other people by telling them certain things. And then it like happens to be true. He has this power. Bane, when I, because what we learned at the end of the last arc is that Bane was behind all that stuff with Psycho Pirate, right? That's right. And it seems like he did all that just to get him to come to him so that he could tell him these things. And I'm assuming that it's so that Bane could like follow through on some sort of plan he's got. With something. Something sinister is taking place here. Um, we, we cut away to uh, Wayne Manor and uh, Bruce is taking care of Gotham Girl, who is in not good shape, man. She's uh, Apparently, she's also really in need of Psycho Pirate. Psycho Pirate's influence or effect on her made it so she was able to calm down and keep her brain at ease as well. And she doesn't have him, so she's she's kind of tearing apart at the seams, you know? Um, and he, Bruce yeah. Wayne is, is sitting bedside with her, and he is thinking about the proposition that Amanda Waller offered, which was effectively join the Suicide Squad in order to invade the prison where Bane is, and he's going to do it. And he tells Alfred, hey, I'm going to be gone for a little while. Like, yeah, I'll a little be out while. for a little bit. Yeah. And he, uh, so he just, tells, uh, you know, make sure she's good. Yeah. Yeah. T- you and Duke sit by her side, by the bed. I'm going to be gone for weeks, but tell her and promise her that help is on the way. And after that little interaction, I, I had an audible reaction to the splash page of Batman standing in the rain outside of Arkham Manor. Because this is Batman to me. This is what Batman looks like. Yes, It's awesome. This this is everything. Thunder, lightning, Arkham, crazy people. So this book is beautiful. And the, the... I think the gist of this issue begins right here. Which is Batman walking into Arkham Asylum and handpicking a team that is going to help him get into the prison and get to Bane and get Psycho Pirate. And yeah, yo, so the, how are you feeling so the next about couple this? Pages is uh, well. I mean, I think it's interesting to see hmm. that Batman is going through these lengths, yes, um, to do this, and it, and it makes me wonder what lies ahead that he feels that he needs to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause we yeah. don't have all of the information. Cause from what I would think is Amanda Waller asked him to join her team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for him to go to Arkham and then basically go through and handpick, okay, I'll take you and I'll take you and I'll take you. So it seems like he got, um, who is this guy here? Ventriloquist. Uh, he got, and we got a couple other Scarface is the puppet oh. that Ventriloquist uses. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. He so got, he's got Ventriloquist. Um, and he's just going through and handpicking all these different guys. Yeah, he uh, he, he picks, um, oh gosh, what's his name? The Bronze Tiger, uh, Ben Turner. Yeah. Now this is a guy I'm not familiar with. I don't know who this is. This All of this, I mean like every piece of this, of him walking around Arkham and choosing people and interacting with these villains, it's just, this is Batman. This is Batman. You see and the bad like, guys, like, like Tom they've King- all been put away by Batman. No one knows these guys better than Batman right. himself. Right. Yeah, I love the interaction that he like has Tom with King Bronze is, Tiger. Yeah, it seems like Tom King is going out of his way to do some deep cuts here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And dig up some characters that maybe, I mean, Kite Man. You know what I'm saying? Again, <laughs> yeah. the same Kite, Kite Man, Man moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I love that Kite Man um, makes your so return. Yeah, there, honestly, there's some characters as a Batman fan that I haven't even heard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I really like the interaction with Julie and uh, and Punchy, or Punch, as it were, where yeah. Batman is talking to Gordon, and they walk into this, uh, this prisoner's cell, Julie, no known true name, four counts of murder, life without parole. And uh, she's apparently been waiting around and doing lots of things for her, her love interest, Punch. And Batman turns to Gordon and says, your idea to leak our plans for Julie was a good one. I think we flushed Punch out. And Gordon says, really? Right. And then Batman just cold cocks Gordon. And at this point in the story, I was like, did I miss something? I, I'm soon, confused. As soon as he punched him, I was like, I know what's going on here. Yep. And that's not Gordon at all. Gordon is a right hand. And Punch had lit his cigarette with his left hand. And it's, you know, so this Batman. is classic Batman detective stuff. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I saw you do it. And then I talked to my people and they told me this and that. Like, and he probably pressed some sort of button and communicates some information. How do you do all that? Yep. Like, just keeping a straight face. Yep. You got to be But Batman. all of That's that how. is a test because apparently Punch is going to get recruited to the team. And he says, you know, I thought about all the things that you were willing to do to get back to your girl. And now it makes me think about what you're willing to do to stay with her. So looks like he's on the team because he's got some incentive. Batman's going to take care of him if Punch does the job. And I'm not familiar with Punch, so I don't know what's going to come from there. Me neither. And uh, and then and that then the- that one last that one last patient, which was a surprise to me. Did you see that coming? Now, part, part yeah, I did not see. So big reveal: take the mask off. Selena Kyle, Catwoman. That's right. Did not see Selena Kyle. I was like, is this Joker? You know what I mean? Is this like who is this going to be? Um, I thought when I saw the mask, I was like, "Is this Joker?" Then I said, "It's absolutely not Joker because that's too easy." Yep. You know what I mean? Definitely. So I really didn't know who it was. So Definitely. I did not see Catwoman coming, but I get it. If you're going to break into somewhere, I see it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was interested in Batman walking into her cell and sitting next across from her at the table. It actually reminded me a little oh, bit of what he Killing said. Joke. You know. There's a little Say reminiscent. It was a little reminiscent of Killing Joke when Batman. Isn't it the same words? I've been thinking a lot about you and me. Yeah, exactly. How you may be the only one who understands what I'm doing. It's yeah, it's very Killing Joke. So I think Tom King intentionally set it up for a lot of people to think, okay, this is going to be Joker. But he uh, he zigged when I thought he was going to zag, and we got Selena Kyle in the squad. This there is, is um, so that's the end of that. This is a good issue. Yeah, I'm in on it. I'm in on it. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see where we go from here. Excited, excited to see what the next steps are. Yeah, so, same. I'm just happy I'm to have Tom it. King's writing back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's Batman number nine, and on we move to Black Panther number seven. All right. You want to so, crack into this one? Yeah. So let's give a quick recap here. Um, Black Panther. After terrorist bombing, King T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther, began a relentless counterattack on his many enemies. Wakanda's secret police, the Hatu Zerazi, invaded the Jabari lands to take on the rogue Dora Milaje, who had recently seized control of that area. Elsewhere, T'Challa allowed himself to be captured by Ezekiel Stain, an arms dealer who had been supplying technology to the rebels standing uh staging the attempted coup of Wakanda. Using bloodborne nanite camera technology, 
pioneered by Dr. Doom, T'Challa broadcast stains packed with the rebel leader Tetu undermining the political position with the citizens of Wakanda. With the truth revealed, T'Challa calls in Storm, Luke Cage, Misty Knight, and Manifold, a.k.a. the crew. Meanwhile, Shuri travels the plane of collective Wakandan memory known as the, D- the Jalia, uh, mm-hmm. training with and learning from Agriot in the name of her mother, in the, in the form of her mother. So that's where we left off last. I read that because I think (laughs) as dense as that is, this is this book is a quick recap is helpful for those who are listening. It's Mm kind of like, okay, that's kind of where we're at because the book picks up right where it left off. Yeah. So if you don't have, if you don't remember, it's probably good to kind of get that in there. That's true. What we're seeing here is, you know, staying talking trash to T'Challa. You know what I mean? Basically saying, look, you know what I mean? I'm about to take this thing over. Kicking him, knocking him down, all that kind of stuff. And um, T'Challa doesn't seem phased at all. You know what I, I mean? was really, um, I was really taken aback with Ezekiel Stain's demeanor talking to T'Challa. When he, especially when he says, is that like some Wakandan voodoo speak? Some Swahili jive talk? I was like... Sounds exactly oh. like the character is... I think I think you're supposed to feel that way. Yeah. I think you're supposed to be like, oh, this is a racist kind of, yes. you know, arrogant old white dude, you yeah, know, he talking was... to, and at, even though he's talking to the king of Wakanda, That's you right. know what I'm saying? But he's talking to him the way he feels about him, which is like, I'm above you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what, what is Swahili jive? Like this is complete disrespect to the king of the most advanced, most intelligent, most, like, I mean... Totally doesn't respect the and child's like, all right, yo, I got something for you. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you really think you have a one up on me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when the crew enters in. Crew rolls in, full fledged fight scene, Misty Knights kicking people, cracking jokes, storms coming through, you know, I mean, Luke Cage, everybody's going ham sandwich, and I love it. Like this is the action that I think uh, I've been wanting for like seven issues now yeah all happening in these panels true like just a full-on fight scene and some of these comments are, are hilarious you know <laughs> like misty knight comes in and she goes what no red black and green greeting cards no kwanzaa cake i come back to save the motherland and this is the things i get motherland. Like, okay. there it is yeah yeah and then um uh, next thing, uh, Storm says, still better than knife-wielding thugs I found in, in Harlem, Misty. Do you remember, don't you? Mis- Misty goes, I resent the term thug. K- Luke Cage goes, that's because you're a thug. <laughs> like, I, li- I, like the, I like the conversation of the crew. And the, the truth of the matter is, like, the tone is of black folks talking to each other. Yeah. You know, you know there, like, there, and there's a, on, the, on the opposite side of that, to contrast that, again, we have some, uh, not some, but just blatant racism coming from the bad guys, the, uh, the twins, Andreas and Andrea, who refer to them as the Kafir queen. Like, what? I, I don't yeah. know if, if you're from, like, I, I had to look up what Kafir mean because immediately I thought, okay, hold up. I bet this is not something that you can just say to a person. And then I realized that it is uh, the word that was used to describe a black South African. If you were black and in South Africa, you were referred to as kafir. And recently, after apartheid, it has been registered as a racial slur. Like that's 
You don't say that. It's not okay. So you got these white people, bad guys, shooting at the crew and saying, oh, yeah, it's the Kafir queen, referring to and I uh, love, uh, Storm. And I love, how Luke, I love how Luke goes, no, it's the Kafir crew. Yeah. Like, I love that. And it's interesting because, again, we, we talk about the N-word. We talk about who can say it, who can't say it, claiming and all that kind of stuff. But it seems like something relatable to me as a black man for them to say something as a slur intended to hurt Storm, mm-hmm. but Luke to claim it as powerful and go. Yeah, it's, it's like literally, like it's like saying, oh, then, you know, we're going to claim the word and you're going to have to deal with all of us. Like we're, you, you're not going to, we're not going to be distracted by your little racist comment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You're still going to have to deal with the full force of the crew. So whatever you think you're going to do with your little comment, I'm still about to, you know, knock you off your high horse. And that's what Luke literally does by knocking them down off of this high pedestal that they're on. That's right. Which I wonder if that, if that visual was done on purpose, like, are they on a pedestal? Are they up high literally for Luke Cage to knock them down? You know what I mean? I don't know, but I think that, that's, that's good. That's, I think that's a, a, a pretty accurate uh, observation though. Because that's exactly what's taking place visually. Um, I do like that Misty Knight calls Luke out on saying that when she says, I don't think you get to say that. He's like, what, Kafir? She says, no, crew. The name sucks. <laughs> that, that's funny. That's great. Me. Like th- All of this dialogue, I'm like, thank you, Tadahasi. I appreciate you. This is good. I love it. You know what I mean? And again, like this, it, feel, it feels unique. It feels genuine. It feels like it's coming from someone who has an awareness of what some of this dialogue, timing, and rhythmic conversation back and forth between these unique people from this unique background would be like. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds different. Like they are not talking the same way everybody else is talking. That's correct. You, yeah. you, you, you know what I'm saying? Do you, and do you see that? Do you being, feel that? Yeah. And it, I also know that it's not being manufactured by someone who would not understand that. You know, something that I think about as I'm reading is this is a book that's written by ta Coates, a black man. It's not being written by a white person who says, is this what they would say? Would they talk this way? So it seems like it, it feels authentic. This feels like a new authentic dynamic, and I, I appreciate it for that. Now, Stain has another comment, which I thought was very funny. He goes, the bad boy, the bad boy reunion tour ends right here. Oh my goodness gracious. God. This dude's going for it. Like he's he's really just like, like letting him have it. I'm like, yo, oh. you're just gonna keep making the black jokes, huh? Yeah. I got to knock this dude out. You know what I mean? Like I got I got to get I got the he go keep making the black jokes. He's gonna keep doing it. Yeah. All right. Okay, Ouch. cool. And then T'Challa like knocks him off his feet again. I just love I think I, I, I wish I could talk to the illustrator. Are you intentionally knocking these white people who are making these racist comments off their feet on purpose? Like mid statement? Are you like knocking them down the peg? Is that something you're intentionally doing, or is this just kind of like Oh, it just happened to be that way. I think so. I, I like to think that this is this is intentional. I like to think that you know the the visual language is something that's supposed to mean something other than just showing us then what the words describe and and that's that's a really powerful way of looking at it. Like these white people are standing up and shouting words, trying to harm people, uh, uh, the crew, black heroes, 
And the black heroes are taking their legs out from under them. They can't stand anymore. Not only are they not being beat down by the just the verbiage, it means nothing to them, but they're taking their legs out so they can't stand. I really think that's significant. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. Um, and the next the next panel where T'Challa knocks Stain. Is that I saying it right? Stain or Stan? I think it's Stain. Ezekiel Stain. That'd be the one. So I believe you've got it. Ezekiel Stain. Um, where he knocks him off his feet with his hands tied behind his back. And he goes, seriously, with both hands tied behind your back? Child, yeah. Child goes, yes. So again, black man knocks this dude down with both hands tied behind his back. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that stuff, stuff to me, I'm like, like this cannot be a mistake. Like I'm taking you out with my hands tied behind my back. And they actually call it out. Really? Literally? With your hands behind your back? And he's like, yes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Love it. It's great. It's great. Um, we also move uh, into a different scene. And like after, after the, the, the trap is sprung and the crew is in the room and everything seems to be going to Black Panther's plan, um, we, we step over into the jungle with uh, Shangamir. God, I always feel like I'm saying his name incorrectly. Shangamir? I, I think it's Shangamire or something Shangamire. like that. But uh, he's, he's narrating a little bit of, of when he, he used to be, I guess, an idealist, it seems like, when he was thinking of a time when he was thinking about what it meant to be a king and what it meant to be a dreamer. And he's also got a, a pretty sour outlook on life and saying, uh, it's soon, not long from now, on the, that day, the era of theory will have passed. So we're not guessing at what's going to happen anymore, and all the dreamers will be dead. So he's he's marching along through the jungle toward some certain not good, and uh, we we find out pretty quickly that he's he's out there to meet Tetu and Zenzi. Yeah, and he comes up on them, and basically, you know, they ask him to join what their movement is, and mm-hmm. from what's going on, he says, "Nah, man, I'm I'm not with it." You know, like. I'm not for what's going on with T'Challa and them, but I'm honestly not for what you guys are doing either. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think either one of you guys are necessarily my ideal. And Zenzi doesn't like that. She tries to, like, you know, like, basically, like... You tries know, to take him down. Him to, Uses power. Yeah, tries to take him down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that whole situation, like, turns into... A whole bigger deal like he pretty much calls them out and says like yo man like everything that you guys say that you stand for everything that you say that you guys want to do that you want to be a part of like you guys have become the opposite thing um mm-hmm. and what, what how, how did that strike you how did that moment strike you it was interesting because the 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 first interaction the first time we see some panels with uh uh changamir changamir i'm just going to stick to changamir uh, the first time we see Changamir talking to Tetu and Zenzi, it kind of, it almost seemed like he was going to join them because he was saying, um, you know, I'm, I see what you have done and I understand why you are doing it. And I'm sorry that I was hard with you the last time that I, I spoke with you. I, I came at you from anger and not from love. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want you to know that I, I understand what's going on. And I kept thinking, oh no, like Changamir is, He's wise. He's a teacher. He understands a certain level of this Wakandan conflict with all of these different sects. And, and it would be 
a lot of power to Tetsu and Zenzi if he joins forces with them. And I kept thinking, that's it's not a good thing if he joins forces. That's not good for T'Challa. But when it comes around and he says, here's the thing. I'm going to pay respect to you, and I'm going to tell you I understand why you're doing this. But the thing is, is you're condemning kings for violence and brutality, and you were responding with violence and brutality. Like you are... Right. All you are doing is responding to what you hate with precisely the things you say you hate. And all that's going to do is make this a worse situation. It's going to ruin Wakanda. And I'm not down with it. And I'm, I, was, I was happy to see that he, he came to that revelation. Yeah. And like the, the, there's, now there's a part with Shuri that I want to step back to. But just kind of ending up that piece of the storyline, pretty much what they say is like, you know, we see, how do you put this? Tattoo basically says, look, man, we're going to go ahead and move forward with you, whether you want to or not. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Like, we're going we're go we're gonna to do this. Um, and he says, um, the question with no answer, this is what you wished us to consider, but there was an answer and you knew it. What is the remedy against the robber who so broke into our house? And he says, we burn the house, we burn down the house with the robber inside. So it seems like they're saying, you know, T'Challa in their mind is the robber who broke in their house. That's right. You know, how, how, do, you, how do you deal with that? And as far as he's concerned, it's like, we just destroy Wakanda with, yeah. with T'Challa in it. Yeah, it seems like Tetsu's decision is we're going to destroy Wakanda and burn it down so we can build something better. But it is so rotten to the core, it's so corrupt that we have to destroy everything to remake it. And, you know, it makes me wonder, does Zenzi even realize that's the plan? Kind of seems like she's just along the trip because of her powers. I, I wonder how much she's even consenting to this. There's something to her, and I don't know what it is, if maybe it's the way she's drawn or, or written, but it, it almost seems like Tattoo is using Zenzi, and I don't know if Zenzi consents to everything. She seems more innocent than that. Hmm. I just get that vibe. It's going to be interesting to see how that actually comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think issue number eight is like the end of this arc. I, believe I think so. there's going to be a lot of uh, interesting things that happen in issue number eight. One of the things I wanted to jump back to kind of in the middle of the book is where Shuri is in the Dejalia. Mm-hmm. And she's having a conversation with which she keeps calling her mother. Um, but we know that's not actually her mother. She's like um, a spirit guide. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about, you know, stories and these old stories that um, her mother was telling her. And she says, I got a story of my own. I have some of these stories, and but I don't quite know what it means. Right? And that kind of the, the, the gist of what's going on. That's She's like, right. I know some of these stories, but I don't really know what they mean. Um, and she tells the story of Or Onde. Yeah. Um, was the firstborn son in his house, strongest and the fastest among his age, fastest even than older boys in the harvest race. He outdistanced them all. Um, so you're talking about how this guy is, this, this, this story she's telling, Oronde is extremely fast, and he comes up on this cheetah. And the cheetah says, you cannot beat me. The cheetah told him, you are but a village boy, and I am faster than flame. And it says, Oronde was certain of his victory, so sure that he assembled a crowd before the race to watch him beat the cheetah. But inside, the worm of the cheetah's words ate at Oronde 
And he wondered, mm. is it true? Am I only a village boy? Mm-hmm. And that, I'm reading this and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is, this is powerful. Yeah. And the story continues and they race and he loses. And the cheetah keeps taunting him, keeps telling him, told you, you're just a village boy. And they race and they race and they race and they race and he loses and loses and loses. And the cheetah keeps telling him, see, told you, you're just a village boy. You can't beat me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm this and I'm that. And he eventually goes and he talks to um, the shaman. And Aronde told the shaman that he would never accept his defeat, but the shaman explained to him that he, in fact, already had. Some part of Oronde really believed that he could never beat the cheetah, that he really was merely a village boy, and so he ran like one. That's interesting. That, that was like, okay, Tanahasi, what are you trying to tell me right now? Like, mm-hmm. I know how this strikes me. It strikes me as, man, you ain't never going to get out the hood. Yeah, man, you self-fulfilling never, you, prophecy. You, you ain't never going, what, you think you better than me? Or what, you think you smarter than me? Oh, you you know, like, everybody has that kind of, I think I'm so-and-so. And then someone goes, no, you're not. And then there's something inside of you, even though you try to get over it and, like, do it anyway, something that said that worm already got in there and started working. And it's like something inside of you believes you really are that thing that people told you that you are. So you're acting like it. You're living it out. You're walking it out. I'm like, man, this is, this is extremely powerful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we see Oronde races the cheetah again. Um, and cheetah's talking that mess again. And Oronde says, uh, but Oronde with great power now, um, uh, but Oronde felt a great power now. And he said to the cheetah, I am no boy. I am your master. And so Oronde... Um, and so Oronde was, he defeated the cheetah and defeated him again. And the to- townspeople then knew him by another name, Oronde, the master uh, who mastered the flame. So mm-hmm. Shuri's saying, like, you know, I don't know what this means. I know the story, but I don't know what it means. Um, then her mother goes, of course you do, child, even if the words did not come to you just yet. Like the boy from um, Odofo with another name. Um, and apparently, like, she has a new name now. Um, what is this? Well, so Amandla? Amandla, Mother Amandla. Uh, yeah. She's saying that that's her name now? or Unclear. I'm not sure if she's saying that that's her new name, but, but that that's actually a pretty... That's an interesting interpretation that I hadn't even seen it at, at that immediately. But it seems like she has this epiphany and realizes who she is, and maybe that means that she's not going to be trapped in this in-between worlds, afterlife zone. She says, this is who I really am. This is what I am. The story of Oronde has inspired me to understand my true identity and what I'm capable of. And I don't know, I kind of get, I get this feeling like she's going to free herself from the Jalia. Like her time here is just about up. And I think that what she brings back to T'Challa and Wakanda is going to be something amazing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I, think she's going to, I think she's going to usher in some, some conclusion and help her brother make what, what they intend to make in terms of Wakanda. You know, they're going to make Wakanda what it's supposed to be, which is both yeah. modern and in touch with its history and empathetic yeah, 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 to, to all citizens. Modern and in touch with his history. Yeah. That's, 
that's that's what beautifully well put. Yeah, this was a good issue, man. And and once again, one of those issues from Tanahasi and Brian Stelfreeze that I needed to spend a lot of time with. I just sat and read and then read over again and read over again and looked at panels a couple of times just to make sure I got that right. That's uh, I'm sorry, I said it was now, Brian Stelfreeze, but it's actually say Chris Bruce, Bruce is the one. Yeah, who uh, illustrated this one? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, we're we're getting somewhere. We're reaching a conclusion. We're almost there. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, guys, that's episode forty-three. I'm exhausted. <sighs> I gotta lay down. This is. Yeah. We we look. We're gonna get better at this. We're gonna we're gonna get our strength back. Gotta get my win back. I'm gonna get my groove back. Stella's gonna get her groove back. Everybody's gonna get grooves. Back. Everybody's groove coming back. You've got a groove. You've got a groove. You've got a groove. Yeah, there it is. So it's we're getting back on track. You know what I realized today, Octavius? Basically, What's this that? this recovery is it's like me teaching myself how to be a human all over again. Like how do I how do I walk with my head up? How do I where do I put my arms? Am I am I capable of breathing and walking at the same time? What does sitting down look like? Like I'm I'm walking around like a zombie outside trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And time passes every day. I get a little bit more human, and uh, we're we're getting our strength back. We're powering up. I'm at, it is. I'm at Super Saiyan negative four right now. We're going to get there. <laughs> All right. Tell the people where you can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter complaining about how I, I can't find my belly button no more. It's just a scar now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. And it's true. I ain't got no belly button no more. Or a kidney. Just one kidney now. One kidney, zero belly buttons. All right. How about you, Ak? Okay. That's that. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the same. John at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review, share this thing with somebody else. Also, follow us on SoundCloud. You can leave comments on SoundCloud so that we can see what your thoughts are at specific parts of the podcast. Um, we thank you guys so much. This podcast is brought to you by Bear Fruit. Um, Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Learn more about Barefoot by going to barefoot.com. Um, check out the uh, sign up for the newsletter. Check out the store. Also, you can get official comic book Junto merch by going to tpublic forward slash user forward slash um, comic book Junto. I might have gotten that wrong, but the link will be in the description on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We love you guys. Thank you guys for bearing with us with this remote show. Hopefully the audio comes out good. Um, I know we don't sound like we're 100%, but we're not. So we, we will be back in the same room and feeling awesome very soon. Promise. Yeah. So love you guys. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>